leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Long ball. It's going to go for a touchdown. The game's over. Lobster Slaughter. Hello Cleveland, welcome to season 3 of the 1085 Gridiron Podcast. I am your host, Andy Jokey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jack McCurry of BigPlay.com. How are you doing tonight, Jack? Doing well, doing well. Can't believe it's season 3 already of this podcast, man. It is, time has flown by so fast these last couple of years. It really has. I mean, we started this right before they went 0-16. Uh, I think it's time that we deserve some good football. And I think this year we're going to get that. So uh, what we have planned for today is we're going to kind of give you guys a brief overview of our week one opponent, the Tennessee Titans. Um, You know, we're not going to go into full detail yet, but uh, we just want to take a look at some of the storylines that surround the Tennessee Titans going into the season, Uh, give a scouting report based on what they're going to throw at us this Sunday. So with, with all that, uh, Jack, last season uh, they hired Mike Rabel before the year, and they finished 9-7. to They missed the playoffs, but uh, they had a pretty good record. They were very close to making the playoffs. Going into the season, they've added to their defense. Uh, they've added to their offense. What kind of expectations do you see the Tennessee Titans having uh, going into the season? I mean, when you look at this Titans team and and going back to last year, even, you know, you knew we were going to get a tough physical football team out of the Titans. You know, with Mike Vrabel, we know his background, whether it was at Ohio State with New England and even down in Houston. You know, he's a defensive coach. He's going to be tough. He's going to bring physicality to the team. And that's exactly what Tennessee had. You know, offensively, they struggled because they didn't get good protection. Mariota was hurt. He struggled. But then they brought that tough physical running game with Derrick Henry, and he carried them down the stretch, uh, put up some incredible numbers. Their defense brought it every week. They were a top-five defense. You know They were on the cusp of making the playoffs, and that's in a division where you have the Jags, the uh, Colts, and the Texans. And you know coming into this season, I expect that tough physicality again out of Tennessee. The only difference is, is is Mario gonna Mariota gonna stay healthy? That's the key. I think the defense got better, and then offensively, you just wonder: a is the offensive line with the additions they had going to be able to protect Mariota? 
And B, is he going to be able to produce finally in what is potentially a boomer bust season for him? Do you think it's a boomer bust season? Because, um, you know, he's kind of, you know, he's in the same draft as Jameis Winston, and we know that situation down in Tampa Bay. Do you think Mariota has more of a leeway, or is this finally put up or shut up time for him? I, I really think it's uh, put up or shut up time. You know, their general manager, John Robinson, has been there a couple years. You know, Vrabel's in his second year. Mariota's on his fifth year. And, yeah, he's gone through a lot of coaches, offensive coordinators, and a lot of personnel changes around him. But, you know, it is a boomer bust. It's his final year under contract. Clearly, the Titans didn't sign him long term. So they realize, you know, we need to see a really giant growth out of you this year or we're definitely going in another direction they brought in ryan Tannehill, um you know who has a similar background to mariota in terms of how their nfl careers have uh drawn parallels so it's definitely a boomer bust year for him i don't see Tannehill as a long-term fit and honestly at this point i don't see mariota as a long-term fit either what does mariota have to do to you know take that next step uh, one of the big steps he took from 20 20- uh, 17 to 2018 was his per, per, uh, completion percentage jumped from 62% up to 69%. But, but what do you think he needs to do to, to take that next step to be a starting quarterback that the Titans can rely on for the future? When I look at uh, QB numbers, the one number that I look at the most is yards per attempt. And he's averaged around 7.5. I think when you look at the elite quarterbacks, they're going about 9, 10, 11 yards per attempt. So I think Mariota's biggest thing is he needs to throw it more downfield. I think because of you know the time that the offensive line has given him, he's probably making quick, short dump offs, whether it's to Deion Lewis or you know quick little short passes to maybe a tight end or a receiver. But I think with the weapons he has offensively, he needs to – get more vertical and take more chances down the field. Yeah, he's thrown a lot of interceptions so far in his first four seasons, but I feel like he has the arm capable enough to make those throws. I think he needs to take more chances down the field, especially with the weapons he has. Yeah, I think he has the weapons, but you touched on the offensive line uh, a little bit, and uh, he was sacked 42 times last year, and not having Taylor Luan, uh, for the first four games this season, who is suspended, is certainly not going to help those numbers. Uh, do you think this offensive line, uh, with a backup left tackle, and then the additions that they made uh, in Roger Saffold and in drafting Nate Davis in the third round, do you think those additions to the offensive line are going to be able to help them get that time to improve uh, an offense that was ranked number 27 in the NFL? Yeah, definitely. I think the additions are going to help. Clearly, Lawan missing the first four games doesn't help his cause at all. And you're going to have Dennis Kelly, who, let's just face it, he's not Taylor Lawan. He's not close to him. But, you know, they did add Roger Saffold in free agency, gave him, I think, over $40 million. Um, they have Jack Conklin as the right tackle, and he struggled at times, but he was drafted, and I think he was a first round pick in 2016. You know, there's a reason why he has the talent there. And like you said, they added Nate Davis in the draft. Currently, he's a backup, but they are expecting him to become the starting right guard at some point. Um, You know, so it's not that the Titans haven't invested. It's just things haven't panned out. Hopefully, you know, once Lawan gets back, if that line lives up to the hype, then, 
it's pretty much no excuses left for Mariota. And like we said, it's a boomer bust year. So everything's around him to succeed. It's just a matter of can he put it all together this year? Well, you could make an argument that they've put the players in place for him to succeed. But uh, this will be his fifth offensive coordinator headed into his fifth season. Uh, the Titans promoted Arthur Smith uh, to offensive coordinator uh, this past offseason. So when you look at the coaching, uh, you could make an argument that it hasn't been there. What does Arthur Smith as an offensive coordinator need to do to help Mariota succeed in his offense? Uh, he definitely, you know, needs to maybe bring some continuity to what maybe Matt LaFleur had here last year. I think that's the one thing, you know, we've talked about the personnel that they've put around him. Mariota, the one thing, he hasn't had continuity. So maybe Arthur Smith pulls out some of the stuff that, you know, Mariota liked under Matt LaFleur and then obviously implement some quick passes to, you know, help, you know, alleviate some of the pressure that the offensive line gives him and obviously rely on that running game as well. I think when you have guys like Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis in the backfield, um, that's only going to help you. I think, you know, obviously we know what Derrick Henry is. He's that downfield runner that's a bruising type back. And then Deion Lewis can bring it on the ground as well as in the receiving game. So, you know, build or build an offense around Mariota's strengths, but also the strengths of everybody else on that offensive side of the ball as well. You can make an argument. Uh, maybe his, one of his best targets is tight end Delaney Walker. And, uh, he was quoted the other day talking about the Cleveland hype, saying it's all Cleveland this, Cleveland that. Um, you know, the hype surrounding the Browns this season, uh, you know, has not gone unnoticed by people around the NFL. And my question to you is, you know, when you look at everything that's gone on this offseason, the additions that they made, uh, the, the momentum that they look to carry from the final seven games last year, is Sunday a, a must-win to you based on everything that has gone on this offseason? Absolutely. I mean, and just looking at the whole picture, the Browns haven't won a, a season opener since 2004. And then you add in the fact that, you know, we are probably the most talked about NFL team this offseason. And, you know, we've had the national pundits hounding us, you know, some praising us, but mostly hounding us, you know, can we live up to the hype? I think that's the biggest thing with the Browns is can we live up to the expectations? And I would say it is a must win because the hype surrounding this team, I mean, Miles Garrett and Jarvis Landry were talking today at the uh, Bud Light fridge uh, selling event. You know, they were saying like Miles Garrett said, you know, the first couple seasons he goes, you know, the hype wasn't there. He goes, you know, last year there was a little bit. He goes this year it's on a whole nother level. And, he said he hasn't seen anything like it. So it's definitely a must win for the Browns. And I feel like, you know, we're going to be the team much like the Cavs were when LeBron came back. We're going to be the team where every team's going to roll in and they're going to bring you your A game. And the Browns can't, you know, come in and walk in and expect to win. They have to put in the same effort that these opponents are as well. Absolutely. And I, I, I agree with you. I, I definitely think it is a must win. I mean, when you look at, everything that's gone on this offseason, all the hype that is building, you don't want to start this season off on a negative foot um, or on a negative note. You know, I um, you know, I, I think they'll be able to, to win this Sunday, but 
if they lose, you could possibly be staring 0 and 3 uh, in the face because you, then you go on the road um, to play the Jets on Monday Night Football. Then you host the uh, uh, LA Rams at home on Sunday Night Football, which you know those two games are not going to be easy either. So uh, I really think that this Sunday is a must win for the Browns. Uh, I think they'll get there, uh, but. You know, you really want to start the season off on, on the right foot with uh, all this hype that has gone on uh, surrounding this team this offseason. Um, so Taylor Luan, uh, we talked about it a little bit, a little bit, but he was he suspended for the first four games this season. Obviously, that hurts an offensive line that has been suspect over Mariota's time there uh, during the course of his career. How happy? Do you think Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, Sheldon Richardson, and Larry Ogunjobi are that Taylor Luan will not be suiting up when they take the field this Sunday? Oh, we talked about it after the Tampa game. I'm sure they had the biggest smiles on their faces that day when they got the news. Um, I fully expect that this Browns defense, and we've seen it in the Tampa game, and you've seen how Pittsburgh attacked it on during Tennessee's dress rehearsal. You know, Lawan didn't play that game, and their defensive front destroyed Tennessee's offensive line. And, you know, if the Browns are as good as we all think they're going to be, especially up front, <clears throat> I mean, the fact that you have Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogunjobi, not to mention we have Jannard Avery, not to mention if Devereaux Lawrence can back up what he did in the preseason, that's six guys right there that can go after quarterbacks. So, I'm sure they are eager to get on the field and play that Titans offensive line because if they are as bad as they were last year, and especially without their Pro Bowl slash All-Pro tackle in Lawan, the Browns' defensive line is going to feast on Sunday. You know, and you could make an argument that the Browns' D-line is one of the strongest units on a team with the current depth that they have at that position. You know, you look at guys like Miles Garrett and Louis Vernon as your starters, but you still have uh, Chris Smith and, uh, you know, I'm not sure how much you could count on Chad Thomas, but he's there. And you also have uh, Jannard Avery as well. So, you know, they have guys, uh, the Russian edge, that are going to give the two tackles for Tennessee uh, some pretty nice havoc this Sunday. And I'm excited uh, for this Browns pass rush this season. Uh, when you look at Tennessee's offense, what do you think that what do you think they can do to uh, slow down the Browns' pass rush? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, you know, kind of keep the defense on his heels. Well, you've seen it last year when, you know, Freddie Kitchens took over as offensive coordinator, how the Browns implemented a lot of quick passes to make up for a struggling offensive line. And, you know, that's exactly what I think Tennessee Tennessee should do. They should do a lot of quick passes, you know, get Deion Lewis involved with some, you know, the screen game, 
Uh, heck, even get Derrick Henry, if he's got the hands, get him involved in the screen game because when you have a 245-pound back and he's tough to bring down, why don't you get him involved on the outside? Get And, you know, even get him involved with some tosses and some sweeps or counters. You know, he's a tough man to bring down, and it showed last year when he finally got the – the bulk of the carries in Tennessee. So a lot of quick passes, you know, try to get the run game going, you know, put some uh, double tight end formations, a lot of things that, you know, can help that offensive line and they can take pressure off of them and uh, give Mariota time to make some plays. Yeah, I, I think it's a, that's the biggest thing is giving Mariota time. Um, you know, if they have time to throw, uh, I think that could really hurt the Browns. Um, but uh, I think that the big thing that could hurt them is the screen game. You know, Steve Wilkes and his defense are, are going to want to apply pressure uh, on the quarterbacks with, um, you know, the defensive line depth that they have, uh, you know, and being able to get after the quarterback. So I think the screen game is going to be very important to Tennessee this week. Um, I'm not sure how much they're going to try to run the football. I, I would imagine that uh, a few halfback draws uh, might go for six for some success, um, but uh, we'll see what they uh, plan to do this Sunday. Um, you know when they finally line up against this defense, which has you know really high expectations. Uh, you know the Browns defense, uh, like I mentioned, has the pass rushers, but uh, in the defensive secondary, you know you have Denzel Ward in the second year, you have Demarius Randall, uh, you have Greedy Williams who they drafted, but. Uh, you know, you can make an argument at the other safety position is where the biggest question mark is, and you know what Tennessee uh, can do to attack uh, the safety position. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think Adam Humphreys, uh, one of their big uh, free agent signings, is going to be uh, a key player uh, that our defense is going to focus on, and you know he could definitely. Uh, attack those seams uh, this this weekend, and I, I think that that's where uh, the Browns' defense is most acceptable uh, to lose yards on. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the fact that we have a strong pass rush is going to allow guys like Christian Kirksey and Joe Schobert, who are good coverage linebackers, to you know limit you know guys like Adam Humphrey and Delaney Walker in the middle and in the slot game because they're going to be able to focus on that now. You know, with a pass rush, they won't have to stay in the box. They'll be able to drop back into coverage, and hopefully that'll work out and alleviate some uh, pressure off the secondary to have to make plays, and then they'll be able to focus on guys like Sharp and Corey Davis on the outside. All right, when you look at Tennessee's defense, um, they added Cameron Wake uh, from the Miami Dolphins, but they lost Brian Arakbo, who retired. They're Derek Morgan, who hasn't re-signed with the team or signed with anybody. What do you think this Tennessee defense, who was a third-ranked scoring defense in the league last year, is going to be able to do to slow down the Browns and all the new explosive playmakers that they have in offense? Well, up front, you know, they lost to Rackpo and Morgan, like you said, but they had Harold Landry, who was their second-round pick last year, had four-and-a-half sacks. Um, I would expect him to get a more... Uh, prominent role on the defense uh of course you said Cameron Wake who feels like has been around forever and still gets after the quarterback at a productive level they also have Jarrell Casey up front who's one of the best defensive tackles in football he had seven sacks last year 
um, you know, you talking about the big plays and how they should limit them. They have a strong secondary. And, you know, for the Browns fans that are expecting, like, big offensive explosion, it could happen. I mean, Odell Beckham is going up against Malcolm Butler. Butler's a good corner, but is he going to be able to keep up with Odell? We'll see. And then they also have... Kevin Byard, who's one of the best safeties in football. Kenny Vaccaro, who is a hard-hitting, strong safety. And then they have Adoree Jackson, who's still only 23 years old. I think he's in his third year, coming into his third year. Um, he's getting better as a corner as well. So this defense, I don't think it's going to miss a step. I think they're still going to be up there in that top five, top ten level. And, you know, like I said with Mike Vrabel, he's going to expect a tough physical defense. And I expect them to be like that right from the get-go on Sunday. So what do you think the Browns are going to do offensively to combat the physical defense from the Tennessee Titans? Are you looking for them to run the ball? Uh, what do you think they're going to do this Sunday? I think they're going to focus on running the football. The Titans last year, while they had you know the third-best scoring defense, they were 18th against the run, and they gave up 4.3 yards per carry. So... I expect Nick Chubb to get quite the load, 20 to 25 carries. I expect the Browns to be, match that tough physicality by running the football and by doing so, tire that defense out, and then you open up and you make some big plays, in, hopefully in the passing attack. Um, you know, Looking at those big plays, you have Odell Beckham, you have Jarvis Landry, you have Rashard Higgins, David Njoku, how many shots uh, do you think the Browns are going to take uh, down the field this week to kind of uh, set up, you know, Odell and this new offense and, and some of the other guys as well to, you know, make make opponents think about, you know, we could they could definitely attack uh, the, down the field and have a nice vertical passing game because you know, last year uh, Todd Munkin, who's a new defensive coordinator with the uh, who was with Tampa Bay last year. Love the vertical attacking game. Um, so I, I think that's one thing that they're really going to focus on. But uh, how often do you think they're going to go to that this Sunday against Tennessee? Oh, I expect them to be aggressive. I mean, if they get the running game going, then that just sets up play action plays. And, you know, and also in that, with all the talent we have offensively in the passing game, like you mentioned, Beckham, Landry, Higgins, Najoku, even Chubb out of the backfield, we've seen his ability uh, to go catch the football. Um, you know, you can't double team anybody. You can't double team Beckham because then Landry and Higgins are going to get open and vice versa. So, you know, the Titans are going to have to play a lot of man defense, although I would expect some zone as well, just because there's going to be so many guys out there. But I don't think because of the talent that the Titans defense has that you're going to see Kitchens and Munkin shy away from being aggressive and going downfield vertically because that's what this team's set up to do. And I don't think they're going to back down from anybody. But I do expect them to stick to their game plan, and hopefully that means running the football and just letting Chubb feast because, you know, while they have Casey up front and they have some other guys on that defensive front, I don't think them feeding Chubb is going to be something they'll shy away from. How do you think the the Browns O-line is going to stack up against the Tennessee Titans D-line this week? It's going to be it's going to be the battle. It, that's going to be the battle to watch clearly because, you know, you we mentioned Cameron Wake, we mentioned 
you know, Harold Landry, you know, they have Jarrell Casey up there, uh, Brett Urban, a uh, solid veteran that they brought in in free agency as well. So, you know, they're going to give this offensive line a hard time. And hopefully, you know, Batonio, Treader, Robinson, Hubbard, and it's going to look like it's looks like it's going to be Eric Cush. I think they're going to be ready for the battle. I think, you know, they've been together for like the last three weeks or so in camp. So that chemistry, that camaraderie is there. And I think they know what lies ahead, and I think they're going to be prepared for it. We're going to save our predictions uh, for the game late, until later on this week. But when you look at Tennessee overall uh, for the season, Jack, uh, you know they're in, they're in a division with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Houston Texans, and Jacksonville Jaguars. How do you see them stacking up against those three other teams in that division? And do you think that Mike Vrabel is going to approve upon what they were able to do last year and hopefully reach the playoffs this season? You know, they are in a very tough division, like you mentioned. And, you know, when I look at this whole Titans season, it, it just depends on what happens at the quarterback position, much like any other team. You know, you have Mariota there. Obviously, you know, his injury history and the way he struggled, he's got to have a strong start because Tannehill's right there. Uh, unfortunately, I had them at the bottom of the AFC South just because despite their talented roster, I just think that the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars, and that's not the projected order. You know, We'll do that later this week as well. I just think that those three teams are better than the Titans by far. And while the Titans are going in the right direction, they're not there with those other three teams yet in the AFC South. I think it's very interesting that you have them in front of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm sure we'll talk about them more uh, during our NFL preview show. Um, you know, before we get on out of here, uh, the Browns and the Tennessee Titans slash Houston Oilers have had quite their history. Uh, the Browns lead the overall series 35 to 31. They they were uh, AFC Central rivals back in the day when they used to be the Houston Oilers. Uh, they've played a couple uh, playoff games against each other. Uh, you know, but, you know, the game that I think everybody remembers was back in 2014 when the Browns made that huge second half comeback and was able to win on the road in Tennessee. Um, Jack, what do you remember most about that game in 2014? And is that the, the one against Tennessee that sticks out the most to you? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, like you said, this rivalry goes back decades, you know. They used to be rivals in the AFC Central, like you said, but that 2014 game sticks out to me because that's like literally the only one I remember besides the crap one in 2017 we had to watch. Um, my brother was at that game, and you know the Browns went down 28 to three, and I think he said he left and was outside the stadium and had to watch it outside the stadium when they made that epic comeback. And I just remember, you know being so pissed off, going to get something to eat, coming back, Tank Carter blocked the punt, and then the Browns just started rallying back. And Brian Hoyer and, and Ben Tate, I think that was his last game with the Browns. He had a monster game that day. Travis Benjamin scored the game-winning touchdown. And, you know, it's just that was the start of, like, the most fun Brown season that I got to watch up until, obviously, we know the disaster with Johnny Manziel and everything. But, 
that game sticks out so much and it's on YouTube as well as a lot of these other classic Browns Titans slash Oilers games. And I'm definitely going to have to watch some this week because uh, I know I've heard stories about the 88 game, the 89 game. And, you know, there's been great games between these two teams. And I think we're going to see another one on Sunday as well. Yeah, this Sunday is definitely going to be a a tough matchup for the Browns. I don't think it's an easy W uh, like everybody's making it out to be. Uh, But uh, this game on Sunday is going to be very hard-hitting. Uh, you know, Mike Rabel is going to instill that in his team over there uh, on the Titans sideline. So uh, I expect nothing less from the Browns to match that and, and even surpass that uh, come this Sunday. All right, Jack, before we get on out of here, is there anything else uh, you want to discuss? Uh, did I forget anything? I you are good to go, my man. All right. I was going to say, I was about to take your silence as I was good, but. Must have forgot your mic again. All right, Jack, go ahead and uh, plug what you got before you get on out of here. As always, check out BigPlay.com. I am the New Orleans Saints beat writer. Uh, we'll have some stuff up later this week to get ready for their season. Um, obviously, check me out on Twitter at jmccurrycle. Um, and with that, take it away, Anthony. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Jokey, J-O-K-I. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at 1085 Gridiron. Uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We absolutely appreciate it. We're on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, we thank you guys for listening to us. You know, We'll be uh, back this week with more, more episodes uh, as we head up to uh, the first game of the regular season. I think we're all excited for um, this upcoming season. And as we get on out of here, I'll leave you with this, as I do at the end of every episode, and it is always the most important thing, and that is go Browns. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.